what's up y'all hey <laughs> welcome back y'all welcome back to another episode of black news it's Cornelia, like kenny and ophelia happy again to be back sharing with y'all a fantastic list of topics that been, that's been going on with black people in case y'all new to the cast this is where we break down current events hot topics and local stories involving us the blacks the colored folk make sure y'all tell your friends spread the word let them know we over here chopping it up and having a good old time deep diving into all of these local stories first things first Make sure you guys keep liking and subscribing to Black News Podcast on all platforms where podcasts can be heard. Y'all been doing such a good job. Y'all been hitting me up and letting me know y'all been doing it, which I love. I love y'all for that so much. I'm on social media at Cornelia. Tag me and let me know that you found the podcast and that you are a subscriber or supporter. I also got some questions from people who did not necessarily know how to like and subscribe on their platform of choice. I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, I know on Apple Podcasts, you can like it, subscribe, rate five stars and leave a comment, which is what we want. But if you're on some other platforms and they don't have necessarily have that um, tracking mechanism or that support mechanism, that's all. It's all good. It's all good. I know. I know you're listening. OK, I know you're there. So just keep doing what you're doing. And also keep spreading the word. Tell all your friends that we over here having a good old time. All right, let's get into it. First, I want to bring up that Shadow Sid at Shadow City on Twitter. Hit me up about the Jay-Z versus 500K. Y'all, because we ain't letting up on the topic, okay? We ain't letting up on it. We ain't. Shadow Sid said, Hey, Cornelia, I know I'm late, but I take the 500K because once I pay off my house in debt, everything else is gravy. I can invest part of the remainder and take risks, try new things without having to worry about a roof over my head. I can watch Jay-Z's old interviews for advice. Okay, listen, Jay-Z told y'all what he needed to tell y'all in Reasonable Doubt. Uh, volume one, volume two, volume three, the blueprint, the black album, kingdom come. Well, you know what? He ain't say much on kingdom come because that was the worst American gangster, four, 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 all of them. He told y'all what he needed to say. And that's it. Take the bread y'all take the bread. Thank you to shadow Sid for chiming in guys. If y'all, if y'all still ain't over it, like I ain't over it, hit me up and let me know what y'all taking. I know the conversation kind of died out, but it hasn't died out in my heart. So we're going to keep it going. This is probably the biggest conversation that's been happening on social media in people's personal circles on news platforms, CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, all of them. All of them have been talking about the fact that Dave Chappelle recently dropped um, his comedy special called the closer on netflix probably came out when this podcast drops probably exactly a week um from when this podcast comes out uh and it has, it's got all it got some backlash which is that's usually the case with with dave chappelle's stand-up uh, comedy specials he's had i believe three or four on netflix so far he did a deal with them where he had to do a certain amount. So this is the final one under that particular contract. But the backlash, it's been coming from all sides, but 
it's mainly been focused on or is coming from the LGBTQ plus community. So right before or the day of the morning of, but I believe it was right before the special dropped, there was social media clips of one joke in particular where Dave Chappelle starts going in on the baby. Y'all don't know who the baby is. He a rapper. That's all I'm gonna get y'all. Okay. He short, he little, he's the one who uh, recently caught a lot of backlash for saying, um, anti LGBTQ plus remarks and remarks about people with HIV and AIDS at, was it rolling loud? It was one of the big festivals bunch of backlash he got kicked out of all of the upcoming festivals that he was scheduled to be on he he made a statement redacted pulled the statement back he had to have workshops child they was on him they was on his neck i wouldn't necessarily say they canceled him because i honestly just don't believe people can be canceled anymore and we'll get into that a little later but he got his ass whooped in across the board in every way except physically for what he said now Dave Chappelle's joke that kind of lit the flame to the controversy he basically said talking about the baby he shot and killed a nigga in Walmart nothing happened to his career and he goes on and on to say so the moral is you can kill him you can kill a nigga but you better not offend a gay person that set it off so once that clip made its rounds the special dropped people started taking moments and snippets from the special and it turned into a thing now let's talk about that particular clip first what Dave Chappelle was basically saying was as a black person a black man you could kill another black man and that won't end your career Nobody cares, right? But then he says, but if you offend a gay person, then you're going to get in trouble. That was the point that Dave Chappelle was making. Now, how it came out, how people took that, that's the second part of the conversation. But that was the statement that, that kicked it all off. People were saying about the entire special, which was about an hour, 20 some minutes long, I believe. They were saying that Dave Chappelle's transphobic. He was punching down at the LGBTQ plus community, specifically the trans community. Dave mentioned and had a big chunk of the special talking about uh, a friend of his who was a member of the LGBTQ plus community who eventually spoke out in favor and support of him when Sticks and Stones, his other comedy special came out. Uh, she got bullied on social media, ended up killing herself. Now, that that is tragic. If she killed herself because of the backlash she got as a result of supporting Dave Chappelle, we don't know that, right? We can't speculate and that's not, we're not going to do that here. But we are going to talk about different aspects of this. So first, I would like to ask everybody who has thoughts concerns chimed in opinions all of that have you watched the full special have you watched the whole thing i ask that because one and i've learned this 
and I tried to catch myself from doing this, especially it was highlighted during the pandemic. We have often become so used to being able to take pieces from stuff from social media and we assume or we use that and say we've listened, we've researched, we've heard, we've read. I, it's kind of like those people on Facebook when they'd be like, I've done my research and they didn't even read the article. It was just some homeboy they went to high school with who posted it or reposted a meme and they read the meme and was like, yeah, that, that makes sense. I agree with that. So they call that research with this particular situation. First, I want everybody to watch the special now. If you're anything like me, I ain't watching something I want to watch. I'm not going to hate watch. If you are upset, don't watch it. If it hurts you, don't watch it. If it makes you feel uncomfortable, do not watch. Now, if you don't feel all of those things and you really want to have like a, a conversation about the totality of the special, watch it. And then let's start there. What this also sparked was people calling for a boycott. People want um, net, wanted Netflix to pull the video down, the special. Netflix came back, the CEO confirmed um, that he would in fact not be taking the special down. He said, get up, he, get up out of here. He ain't said it like that, but he basically was like, nah, we good. The statement he said was, and this is a part of it. Several of you have also asked where we draw the line on hate. We don't allow titles on Netflix that are designed to incite hate or violence. And we don't believe the closer crosses that line. I recognize, however, that distinguishing between commentary and harm is hard, especially with stand-up comedy, which exists to push boundaries. Some people find the art of stand-up to be mean-spirited, but our members enjoy it and it's an important part of our content offering. They also said a couple of Netflix employees got fired because they were tweeting and speaking out against the the special. Child, a whole hot mess, okay? A whole mess. And that's a whole nother conversation, right? When you work in corporate nine to fives, you be signing that paperwork just because you're doing the job and then fine print of the paperwork say, you can't speak out publicly against our company. That's a whole nother Oprah. Okay. Back to this. So I watched the whole special and I'm going to be completely honest. I am a little confused about the different arguments and the different pieces of the backlash. Because for me, it seems like there are multiple different arguments happening, right? This is what I just, I've noticed. This could be wrong. It could be off base, but this is just me skimming through social media, hearing random conversations, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You have the LGBTQ plus white demographic. That's one angle. There's, it seems to be um, some conversation coming from that group. You have the LGBTQ plus black demographic. There seems to be a slightly different conversation coming from that group. You have cis black people, different conversation coming from that group. And then you have white women, different conversation from that group. You got four different angles, four different conversations, four different perspectives. And I've been noticing too, a lot of cis black people, they don't, they don't care. They don't, they don't, they don't care. 
they they can't they may get canceled that's the stance with them now with the lgbtq plus demographics whether it's between white and black and i'm specifically naming those two not going deeper into the different ethnicities there the conversation between those kind of skews where people are saying when we say trans we're only assuming that white people are trans there's black trans trans transgender people and we're excluding them from the conversation child it's a lot i don't understand all of it i'm trying to keep up like everybody else but i do want to specifically highlight that that there are four different conversations happening and not all of them are the same now me i'm a stand-up comic y'all know this I've been doing stand-up comedy for 11 years now. That is considered, I still feel like I'm a baby in stand-up. To the new ones, I've been doing it for a minute. To the veterans, I'm still a toddler. So, hey, I'm just little old me. I, I'm just little old me. But I will say, I you'll never hear me call for the cancellation of a comic. I, unless it's like, Bill Cosby and that's just because Bill Cosby was out here roofing and sexually assaulting now some people can say comments um directed towards groups can be considered similar as sexual assault I hear you I hear that argument I'm coming from it from a stance of I as a stand-up comic I know my assignment my assignment as a joke teller has been laid out since the beginning. It's been laid out since prior. It's been laid out hell since Whoopi. It's been laid out since Wanda Sykes. It's been laid out since Bernie Mac, Red Fox, some more. It's been laid out since Carlin. It's been laid out since Dice Clay. It's been laid out since Seinfeld on and on and on. We have been deemed as the people who are truth tellers. Now, the conversation within that comes truth to who? It's truth to that person on stage. Again, that is the role historically of stand-up comics. Now, most comics don't lead in to offend. Most comics um, accept when they've done that, when they've offended. And most will continue to have those conversations through stand-up that spark dialogue and debate because historically that has been the job of comedy to spark dialogue and debate through comedy. Now, do, do I think that Dave Chappelle offended people? Yes. Do I also think he is one of the best comics of our time? Yes. Can two things be true at the same time? Yes. Those two things can be true at the same time. But I think for me, what I would just keep saying to people or not even to people, because again, I don't think that comics, and I won't say all, because there's some comics who, who be out here to offend people. They've shock jocks, but I don't think a lot lead into that I think they lead into the aspect of it's my job to spark the conversation because what I will say about this comedy special the closer it has started that dialogue and we have been talking about and people have been actively trying to educate other 
groups about their particular groups, their point of view and their stance. We wasn't having this conversation two weeks ago. We're having it now. And for that, for that reason, it did do something. Now, should it have hurt people? No, no. Um, but then that's another conversation about what's offensive and what's not. I don't lead into my stand-up comedy to hurt people. That's just not my style. I don't like, I just don't do that. However, I, listen, I got a joke that's talking about these short dudes and short men be mad. I ain't leading in to hurt their feelings, but it does hurt their feelings. That is the posture that I'm standing in right now. I ain't going to stop telling a joke about short men. And we can't compare short men to members of the LGBTQ plus community, members of the black community, music, members of the Asian community, etc. We can't compare, but people take and gravitate to what they're going to gravitate towards. They're going to latch on, be offended, be hurt, be overjoyed, etc. by what they're going to get those feelings from. So my whole point in, in this is comics know their posture in within their art most Well, some, some know their job and they know the assignment. I think the question is that people are asking, should that assignment be shifted based on the times that we're in? And are we now going to censor, stand up or censor someone's perspective for the sake of others? That answer can be yes or no. It just depends on what side you stand on. So let me know what y'all think about the 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 special. Did y'all watch the full thing, the closer on Netflix? Do y'all think it should be pulled down? Do y'all agree with canceling? And honestly, I think Lil Nas X said it best a couple weeks ago. You can't cancel somebody that you ain't like anyway. A lot of people who cancel are canceling. They didn't like the person, so it's easy to cancel. But if you got fans, people ain't gonna never get rid of you. And we saw that with old boy the leader of the pea hive because apparently his streams went up like 500 percent ever since he got convicted two weeks ago so you see how that goes but anyway hit me up on social media let me know your thoughts about dave Chappelle and the comedy special that recently came out our girl Issa ray was on the cover of mike magazine and she did a cover story where she talked about her career where she is in life as of right now. And in one particular point of the story, she mentioned um, a situation where she was talking about when she first got started with Awkward Black Girl. And she was told by, I'm not sure who, somebody who was talking to her that she needed to add white characters to her content so people would care about the show. So I wanna talk a little bit about that. I didn't necessarily watch Awkward Black Girl. It was on when YouTube web series and stuff first got popping and I was late to the party. So I missed that whole wave. I did know and find out who she was once she signed like that overall deal with HBO. And I heard that she had a show coming. Okay, perfect. Been watching Insecure since season one. Love it. I love the show. I am not Lawrence Hive. I'm actually Daniel Hive. He need to come back. But anyway, there were, especially on Insecure, there was a white character who was on the show called when it was at that, when they worked at that, that place, what was it? We got y'all. It was a white girl there. And 
eventually she went away. Issa left the job. The white girl went away. But besides that, it was an all black show and it was a damn good show. So this idea that we need to, in order to have fantastic content, have white characters, where did that come from? And why do we do that? And why are we still here? So a couple of quotes from the um the interview that Issa said she said um um she pointed out when Issa quit work she got rid of the we got y'all storyline and she realized oh my gosh our show is just about black characters now in the most refreshing way I want people to know we are enough that is so key right there and my question is and it's always been why don't we tell white shows that why haven't we told or do we tell white shows that in order for people to care about the, the content, they need to add black people because I, I, it wasn't no black people on friends. Y'all, it was Aisha Tyler. I think she was the only black girl. It wasn't none on there. And I didn't watch friends. I've always been slightly militant and I just couldn't watch it because again, there were no black people. So we didn't tell them that. Sex in the city. I love me some sex in the city. I jumped on sex in the city late because when it was first on again, it wasn't no black people on there. And I, again, I was like, Oh, I can't relate. It don't, they, New York city is expensive. Ain't no black people that I, I know the blacks in New York. They all over eventually started watching love the show, but nobody told Carrie Bradshaw, Charlotte York, Samantha Jones and Miranda Hobbs that they needed a black friend. The only black person on Sex in the City was Blair Underwood when Miranda was sleeping with her. That was it. Oh, and it was a limo driver in season one. And Dr. Miranda Bailey played a cop. Like, y'all, we can count on our hand the number of black people. Jennifer Hudson was in the, in the movie as the, 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 the help, that she was based, damn near the help. They didn't tell them that they needed a black person to be a great show. We didn't say that on Sopranos. We weren't saying that to Full House and them back in the 90s. We weren't telling anybody that. So why does it only apply to us? I wonder, do the Asian and the Indian and the Hispanic Latino community, I wonder if they're being told the same thing. Are they being told, you know, you got to have some white people for people to care I wonder, are they being instructed and given that bad advice? Because we're just going to call it bad advice. There's so many shows out right now who have majority black cast that are fantastic. You got Insecure. Um, you have Atlanta. Um, you had Lovecraft Country. Oh, that was such a good show. Oh, my God. That was such a good show. Now, they had some white people on there, but that was a black show. Hell, all the uh, Misha Green shows were good. We can keep going, but I think we are past that conversation where we need to be told that because at the end of the day, we just want to make authentic content that relates. There's different types of black people. There are different types of white people. There are different types of all people of all backgrounds. So this idea that in order for people to be interested in us, it has to, it has to contain certain types of people. It's just ridiculous. And we're not buying into that no more. This 2021, we about to head in 2022. We making what we want to watch and that's what's going to be watched. Speaking of that, 
y'all got predictions for insecure y'all i hope i hope Issa don't get back with lawrence i just he sat y'all he sat on that couch for two years and i understand he was depressed i understand the brother was going through something however and i don't condone cheating she was wrong when she cheated i just don't think she should double back and now he got that baby on the way from condolences i just finished she need to get back with daniel that's a whole nother conversation what do y'all think about Issa's statement and this idea that we have to insert white characters in order to have quality content y'all know i think it's bs and i'm pretty sure y'all think it's bs as well but hit me up and let me know at canelia on social media twitter instagram and facebook there's one particular topic that i want to quickly bring up not gonna dive too deep in on it because i haven't done enough research and it's very intricate but we're gonna cover it real quick right now so let's get into honorable mention 18 former NBA players got popped and arrested for a fraud scheme that involved health and where the welfare benefits plan. They got them out of $4 million, y'all. Oh, Lord, child, what? Y'all, y'all, 18 former NBA players got popped for fraud. This case is real. So, Apparently, a bunch of retired basketball players of many different levels. And by levels, I mean some were the stars, some were they was on the bench. We're just going to keep it 100. But they got popped for filing fake invoices, dental work, root canal crowns. Y'all, they all were under this scheme, which was led up by one player in particular which who was it was it terrence y'all i i get the name for y'all in a minute terrence williams yep he was a first round pick in 2009 y'all he was basically the ringleader sending out these fake invoices and people were filing these claims one of the reasons they ended up getting caught was because a lot of the invoices were the damn same they some were filing the invoices one in particular i read he filed an invoice to say he had all this dental work in beverly hills come to find out he was overseas in Taiwan on the day he supposedly had the dental work. Like, just for, just, y'all just dumb. They ended up getting re- arrested. It seemed like it's the early stages of the case. Apparently, there was a couple snitches who ain't been named because they offered to testify. So, it's a couple more people who, who are outside of that 18, I believe. But, y'all, it's, it's real. Um. I think it was Tony Allen who was a part of it, Darius Miles, Chris Douglas, Roberts. It was, y'all, it was a lot. Um, Yeah, they could face up to, I think they said 20 years in prison. Ooh, child. One person up to two years in prison. Y'all, it's a hot ass mess. Now, during the pandemic, people went through a lot of stuff. There were some big fraud claims across the board happening throughout 2020. We had um, EDD fraud, people taking them, them PPP loans and buying Jordans. It was just people was out here going nuts. Now, that's what happens with people going through hard times. And even in this case, we don't know what these brothers was going through. Just because you played in the NBA don't mean you get, was getting that kind of money. And just because you played in the NBA 20 years ago doesn't mean you still have it, especially if you wasn't on a mega contract because y'all forgetting 
after you pay taxes, that's let's say 50% taxes off of what you, what you made that one year, you got to pay your agent, your team, you got to pay your lawyer. You have to then take care of your kids. You got bills. Everybody got their hand out. The money ain't flowing like you think, unless you LeBron and them. So these brothers was probably going through something. Y'all, they said Glenn, that big baby was in on it. Child Shannon Brown. Y'all, Monica ex-husband was in this y'all monica probably so mad Ooh, y'all know what I'm monica probably mad as hell oh and i'm throwing these names out there as i'm skimming through the article while i'm giving y'all the news but overall it seemed like it's gonna be a mess i'm gonna keep my eye on this and as it picks up steam i'm going to report back to you guys about what's happening i hope they end up okay because again let's be real when non-black people get popped for fraud, they get a slap on the wrist and they get to go free. When we get popped for fraud, we get thrown in the slammer jammer. So I'm hoping for some form of that kind of justice because we want all things equal, right? That's what we want. We want all things equal and fair. So y'all, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to get real. Let me know if y'all heard about the story and, and I'm going to keep my eye on it. And y'all keep me updated as well because it's a lot going on. That's it for this week's episode of Black News, y'all. Thank you so much for joining me for another week of good discussion and Black Topics. Make sure y'all like and subscribe across all platforms where podcasts can be heard. Y'all, we on Spotify, Apple, Radio, Republic. I don't know. Y'all, we on all of them. So be sure to show your support that way wherever you listening to the podcast. And also leave a comment, rate five stars. That's how we keep the momentum going. People log in to Apple Podcasts, they see the fantastic review. They're like, oh, sure, let me get on this. It's like they said it was, they said it was good. I want to listen too because they said it was good. Y'all want to be that person. Also, hit me up on social media at Canelia, like Kenny and Ophelia, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I don't really be on Facebook that much, but y'all can try me there. I'll be checking in on the aunties and uncles every now and then. So hit me up and let me know that you a black news supporter. And I got shows in the LA area. Check my website, canelia.com for all of the news. Like I said, if you out here in SoCal, I'm pretty much on stage every week. So just see what what's what. Get your tickets and come through. Slide. As always, thank you guys so much for supporting me and supporting the podcast. I appreciate it more than you know. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Kill it at work. Kill it at school. Kill it kicking it on your couch. Watch all of your shows. Do all of the dirt that y'all going to be doing. And I will see you guys back here next week. Same time, same place. Bye.